Granddad business with Aaron Caliber. That's my dad. Hello, underpants. That is hilarious. Just your mouth do. Rate and review this podcast while my daddy will go into a deep depression. <laughs> Welcome to Grown Dad Business. That's what I do. I say boom. You're such a dad. I like it. It's like, hey, kids, get it together. Uh, I have a guest here that uh, I really like. I really like you. You should have said cowabunga. Sorry. No. Go ahead. Talk about how you like me. Go back I don't to that. Know. No. Uh, my guest is Jessica Marie. Fuck off. Jessica <laughs> Mallory. That's not even, ugh. Jessica. It's Jessica Michelle Singleton. It's me. Um, the person nobody's talking about. She, uh, you're you're going to be on tour with uh, Joke Nation Comedy Tour. World Comedy Tour. Oh, it's a tour. world tour. Yeah. That's They're crazy. going all over. I'm touring independently in the Midwest and Southeast this summer. Is that, th- uh, that's through Just for Laughs? Uh, no, it's just uh, the Joke Nation thing or the. Yeah, Joke Nation. No, it's, uh, I think they're starting to affiliate it's just, like just for us. But Montreux, yeah. Switzerland. They've oh, done it Montreux. all French. Yeah, everyone always thinks Ooh. Montreal. No, people Montreux, have, yeah. People have brought me on stage to Montreal, and I get death stares from other comics. They're like, she didn't do Montreal. Also, uh, <laughs> you've been cut from Tosh.0 sketches. Yes. That's I had nice. a really great inter- interaction with Daniel Tosh, and then they cut my sketch <laughs> for time, which I think is just for bad acting, probably. And, uh, and also, you just uh, debuted, this is your debut album. Yes. On iTunes, number one. It came out number one, yeah. Because people be sharing it. Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. I have friends. When you're hurt, people feel bad and they What's share your things. Called? Please don't leave me. <laughs> Please don't leave me. If you know, if you know Jess's comedy, uh, that 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 fits. I and feel it's like it hilarious. sums it up. <laughs> uh, so this is one of my friends that I met here that actually drove up to the Slow Comedy Festival in San Luis Obispo. In your dad van. In my dad van. Well, you know, when you're driving a bunch of people up to a comedy festival, you figure, why not get a dad van? And every female comic just immediately dad-zoned you. Dad-zoned you. That's fine. And we're like, please take us under your dad wings. Yeah, it's like, please, nobody will assault us. Dad wings. Is that... That sounds like if when a man has the flabby. Do men get that? The, like, arm fat yeah, flab? Yeah, The bingo arms? I work on those tries real good. yeah. So, uh, how long have you been doing comedy? Like six years. Six years? So, I'm still relatively a baby, I think. I don't know. And you, and, and I, well, this is grown dad business. You, you don't have children. I have no children that I know of. Hello. Right. Hello. Are we on? Uh, no, uh, I don't. Not even a pregnancy scare. People really? don't love me enough even to blow a load in yeah, me. Yeah, if you, oh my God. If you that, hear, can I not say that? Is this a family podcast? No, no, no. We, it's, this is explicit. It is yeah. now. Oh, hey, maybe I'll say any parents listening in the van uh, after she said blowing loads, uh, this is explicit. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely an adult podcast. Uh, and we are outside. We are. We're it's nice out. Of the beautiful Lexington Inn. After it was uh, 50 degree freezing yeah, rain. That's a perfect day. Yesterday was it awful. Wonderful. I know it was freezing rain. But now we're doing it up. You've been in comedy six years. Yeah. And you, you said you started in Florida. Florida. Yeah, I guess I've been doing it like a little more. I got on stage for the first time probably six and a half, maybe almost seven years ago yeah. now. Because it'll be six years I was in L.A. this July. Did you, where did you start in Florida? Tampa. I, I basically, uh, I kept in college, kept being like, well, I'm going to be a comedian while I was just, you know, getting my, all my backup plans. Um, and then I, uh, by my last semester, I kind of thought, I, like, I was like, I want to be on SNL. That's what I thought. And by my last semester, yeah. I was like. I don't know. I, how to, could, I could see you do that. 
I really could. I could too, but now I've kind of like, that's not. Did you go to school for acting? No, I, I studied, uh, I was studying PR and mechanical engineering. What? Yeah, well, and by my last year, I was like, I'm going to have to do an extra year to get both degrees. So I sort of dropped the engineering, so, which would have been cooler. But I was like, I can just coast through PR classes. <laughs> uh, but you're a smarty. You got accepted to like good schools and stuff. Yeah, I'm a nerd. But uh, that, I mean, that's just a whole thing is what, like I wanted to go to Ivy League, but I was so poor. I wasn't, I wasn't nerdy enough to get like scholarships. So it was just yeah. like, do you have 80 grand a year? Ooh, boy. Which, that's just a whole thing. When I was getting accepted to colleges, my mom tried to kill herself because oh she's gosh. a crazy person. And she's like, I don't have oh. any money for you to go to we'll school. We'll get into that. Yeah. We'll get, I mean, I want to ease us. I want to ease people into your life. Yeah, my bad, guys. <laughs> no, that's why. That's why I'm I wanna, numb. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, like, I always say that I like talking to comedians that have interesting backgrounds and childhoods because... You know, I used to counsel teenagers, and also I'm a dad, and I had a rough childhood. And I think it's interesting that uh, that kind of, you know, adversity makes comedians. Yeah, it really makes people. It's weird, too, because I don't think I even realized how screwed up some of my childhood was till I started talking about it and having people go, oh, that's... I know, yeah. Oh, that's that's bad. And And it's just like, oh, that... You guys just had parents who were around and, like, hugged you and stuff? (laughs) Like, you just just got hit with a belt? Yeah, like, like you that's shut it. Up. My dad literally had this like wooden orange cutting board that I think he found in the Ooh. woods. I I've been hit with lamps, <laughs> lamps, lamps, poor lamp. couches, uh, a coffee table. What is your dad, he man? Like, my how stepdad. do you pick up a my whole? Stepdad. Yeah, I had a really shitty stepdad I too. Had an abusive stepdad. Yeah, and I don't have a real dad. Yeah, I was uh, born of the Lord. Comedy. I was born. <laughs> I was created. I really. I was created through I artificial I, insemination. I descended. Ah, get it? You just came from someone's balls. I just, no, gross. I'm gross. I'm not not talented. I just say vulgar things. And people are like, it's funny because she's We know how you female comedians do. That's all we do is we say balls and people are like, (laughs) it's still novel. (laughs) Women talking about genitals. Uh, So you didn't go to an Ivy League school. I went to University of South Florida, which I didn't even know what it was. And honestly, I had the best time. I have like such... Such good friends from college, but I like drank away my scholarship the first semester. I got a fat scholarship, and then I partied so hard that and I you got lost it. Yeah, and I was like, "Just give me one more shot." And they're like, "You think you've had enough?" I think it's uh, fascinating that uh, you you went to Florida and you came from Alaska. I wanted to get so far away. The first college I applied to, I found on the internet. I think it was the first internet application for colleges because I was right. I don't know. I feel like that's probably all you do now is apply online. Really? Yeah. But probably. like, I had so many like paper applications and stuff. But I applied to a college in Mexico. I was like the University of Mexico City. Wait, they had, like, Mexico. They had two majors, <laughs> and it's the first college I got into. And I was like, "Good news, mom! I got into college." She's like, "Where?" I was like, "Mexico City," and she's like, "Dear God." <laughs> I love that you're that crazy. You don't even care. Yeah, I didn't. I wanted to get so far away. I hated my life. Uh, We'll get into that. (laughs) I don't want to get all deep. And also, it just Alaska is just so cold. And like, I'm not. We moved up there when I was in sixth grade, and within a week of moving there, uh, I had to go to the doctor, and we found out I have a rare uh, but serious allergy to cold weather. What? I get too cold. It's called urticaria. I just break out into hives. So I was like, oh, good. This is the rest of my life, just in an ugly snowsuit. Wow. Yeah. So did you, uh, wait, so where were you before Alaska? Southern Mississippi. I was born in Germany. Whoa. Uh, And then when I was three, we moved to Southern Mississippi. You went to all kinds of different political beliefs. Yes, I've been trying to make a really corny, I don't know if it's like a hacky, I guess it's not hacky, but 
it is a corny joke of like how I was born in Germany. We moved to Southern Mississippi. So that's like a, I've said this once on stage, so I'm not running bits no, on I you really, it. but like how is a pretty smooth transition from Heil to hi y'all. <laughs> it's so stupid. That's all right. That's but literally, bad. it was just... Also, like, your hate levels, it's, it's like, like in small increments, decreased. Yeah, it's just like, I, <laughs> I was, like, eased into progression. No, it, like, is a miracle to me that I uh, am not racist. Like, I, of all people, I should be the least accepting. Germany's not racist anymore. Yeah, they are. They just keep it under wraps. Yeah, I've heard that, that you're... But I don't think it's, like, a color... I think it's just, like, if you're not German. <laughs> yeah, I understand. So you went to Alaska in sixth grade from Mississippi. We drove. My mom packed us in a car. And I had just started getting in like cool with the cool kids in Mississippi, right. which was not easy because I was poor. What? And we were in middle school in sixth grade in Mississippi. And in, six, in, in Alaska, that was elementary that is, school. It was very uh, jarring for me. That's crazy. It was 13 days in a car with my mother who kept being like, it's an adventure. Just, just you and your mom. And my brother. I have a brother who's a year and a half older than me. Yeah. Um, Where's your brother at now? He is in Houston, Texas. What's he doing? He works at a, he's a sushi chef in Houston, Texas. He had to literally leave Alaska because he was so into heroin that like he couldn't, because it's a whole cycle of like drugs. Wow. It was a bad drug problem there, but also I realized just, I guess, I don't know if I would have realized this if it weren't for the fact I have so many drug addict friends, but like it's not just having to get off a drug you're addicted to, but then your entire social circle is like gone. Yeah, no, absolutely. So he literally had to leave the state and he actually reconnected with my dad and moved in with my dad for a little while. And now it's not his biological father. No, I don't know my biological father because I was created through artificial insemination. What? Yes. The guy, there's a guy who I thought was my dad until I I wasn't supposed to know that I was created through artificial insemination. I found out when I was like 19 through a series of somebody spilled the beans. Um, So your stepdad was your dad. No, well, I'd say he, my Probably dad, not. when I was, you like, I mean. born, like, I thought he was my dad. And then my mom right. remarried, and I consider that my stepdad. It's okay. a weird... But it, but my dad, the guy who paid, like, tens of thousands of dollars for artificial right. insemination because he couldn't have kids, then turned out to... It's like he paid to be like, I'll prove to you I can be a deadbeat dad. Like, <laughs> he spent so much money and then just yeah. abandoned his family. <laughs> what? Yeah. So wh- 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 how did he abandon your family? Um, he just sort of, like, left. He left me at a Waffle House... Um, please elaborate. He, we went out as like a daddy daughter dinner. Yeah. And then he and how like, old were you? I was eight. You were eight years old at a waffle house with your dad. Because we're fancy. Um, in Alaska, Mississippi. Oh, I'm sorry. Mississippi. And he left. He's like, I have to run to my truck. And then he left. He didn't, he wasn't gone forever that time though. Like he was back home. But then about like a couple months later, he like left in the middle of the night. So, wait, he just left you at the Waffle House? Yeah. And I, like, it took me till like, the last year to really come to terms with the fact that, like, I still was like, oh, he must have, like, got, he forgot, he, oh, he forgot I was in here. Like, I... What, what was that situation like? Uh, I just got a ride home from the, it was a small town. I got a ride home from a local what? police officer. It was, this is really? shitty Mississippi. So do you think, like, you like, think he was, he was thinking about leaving you there for good? Uh, but he didn't yet? In my, like, I think... That he was just on meth and like forgot that he was in a restaurant so with his he was kid. Meth. Yeah, and I didn't know that until I was much older when right. I like bonded with him. When we right. I was visiting him when I was sixteen, we had like you know because right. we stayed in and out of touch after that yeah, for a yeah. while till college when he completely disappeared again. But um, wow. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, he like asked me when I was 16, he's like, you ever smoke pot? And I, you know, being the good, honest kid that I was, was like, you know, I've tried it. And then he just unloaded all of his drug stories on me. Wow. He's like, that whole time I was working at the shipyard, Ingalls, which is like where he worked. He's like, yeah, we were all doing crank. I used to hide it in my BC powder packets. And I was like, you used to offer me BC powder when I had a headache. <laughs> like, Wow. It's weird, too, because my dad like always had dentures, which I didn't realize was a weird thing until uh-huh. I got much older. And I don't know how much of that is... Like, of course, if you just don't have teeth anyways, why wouldn't you do math? Like, what do you have to lose at that point besides your family that you already hate? Wow. So, so your mom decided to move to Alaska yeah. after this whole thing. She wanted to get, I think, as far... We were in a small town in Mississippi, which is very, like, people talk. But uh, I think she just wanted to escape her whole life. She wanted to go somewhere else. My mom's, like, mentally ill. But why Alaska? Because it was literally as far away as possible. And probably something to do with the four guys to every girl thing, if we're being honest. Like, maybe she's like, I'll find another husband. After my dad left, we were in probably Mississippi for like two or like two more years. And she was in and out of mental hospitals. Like, she was like losing her mind. Was she into drugs too? Uh, She was an alcoholic, but she didn't do drugs. Allegedly, back when they were younger, they used to do drugs. She still won't admit that. But my dad's like, yeah, me and your mom did acid. And we fried an egg on the sidewalk. And I said that to my mom. She's like, your dad's a... Lion piece of shit. <laughs> so I had to do that crap with him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, we have a lot. I mean, we have parents. Like, I'm, I'm, my mom partied, you know. Yeah, and it's like, well, I know my mom, like, it's like, mom used to just rage out on Heineken. My mom used to just, like, chug a bunch of Heinekens, and then every weekend she'd just be sitting on the couch. And I, like, didn't realize this was so weird, but it's so funny to me now. She would just be, like, blasting the Eagles, sitting on the couch, just <laughs> rocking back and forth to the beat. And I just, like, that's just what grown-ups do. <laughs> like, I had no idea that she was just, like, so fucked up and crazy. That, that I'm, like, is fu- She's yeah. literally, like, schizophrenic rocking on a couch. Oh, like, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. When she was in and out of, like... Uh, psych wards, but when I was little, I just was like, oh, she's just, she's, oh, my mom's sick. We were like staying with her friends and stuff. Well, yeah, when you're a kid, you don't understand really what's going on. No, it just I happened. Mean, whether you, it be divorce or addiction or mental health. No, right? it's just like, oh, yeah, no, my mom's in the hospital. Like, we didn't like process. Your mom's not feeling good. Yeah. So I was like, oh, she's sick. We're staying with, and I never like worried about it. I was never like, oh, my mom's sick. I think, I yeah. think it took me, like, I don't, I didn't process anything at that age. It just, all came crashing down later. Yeah, I, I don't think, I mean, uh, I, you know, I, I bring up my past, you know, a lot on, on the podcast. Of course. But, like, you know, uh, I lived in women's shelters. Good Lord. When I was a kid. And I, and I didn't realize what that was. I knew that we were kind of afraid of our stepdad, but it was, it was just a weird thing that we just kept moving around and living in people's houses and, like, yeah, women's shelters. Yeah, there were times we stayed with, like... <laughs> And you just don't know what's going on. And to you, it's like, that's just part of life. Like, you don't, like, fully, you can kind of go like, okay, well, this is a little. Right, But you don't process that you're like, oh, something's, like, seriously fucked up here. Yeah. It's crazy. You don't realize it later, and you're like, oh, my God. And even, even I think when you're a teenager... You th- you you know about some life, you know, but and you're like some like- stuff was messed up. But then it's like you hit like twenty, you hit college, and you're like, what? Whoa! Well, you meet other people, and they talk about their lives, and it's like I had yeah. a roommate that like would go home to her family once a month in college. She's like, I just really miss my family, and to to people who love their family, I guess that's normal. And I was just like, right. what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, right. Like I was like. I don't ever want to see my family again. Like right. <laughs> literally I like don't, I don't haven't been home for Christmas since high school. Really? Like I just didn't go home. There were times I stayed in my sorority house and like would dog sit for other people. I was just alone in a sorority house watching horror movies, which is not a good idea by the way. Horror movies? I watched this movie called Black Christmas, which is about a sorority. About. You think it's murdered on Christmas? Yeah. And I was like, I've made a terrible mistake. I also <laughs> love movies. Do you love horror movies? 
No, actually, I, I hate him. I just am a masochist. Oh, okay. I was like, let's talk about a horror movie. I just was like, how can I make this worse? I know. <laughs> and then I was like, I was working at a radio station at the time, and like my producer had gone out of town, so I'd snuck her dog into the sorority house, and I was just clinging to the dog, and I was like, I'm so afraid. <laughs> so you would stay home, like, what about over summers? Summers, I went home the first summer after college and just partied super hard. But, like, after that... Were you the girl that came back from college to Alaska and you were like, I'm crazy? Yeah. Well, everyone was like, uh... Like, I also, like, everyone thought I got hot after. People were like, yeah, you got, like, a lot better looking after high school. It's like, no, everyone else just got huge. Yeah. I was like, I've been the same. Where in Alaska did you go? Anchorage, which is, like, relatively... I mean, it's not a big city, but it's definitely a city. Yeah, my... my, Half the population of the state. My in-laws, my wife's parents, they lived in Fairbanks for a couple years. So much worse. Yeah. Like, it they, just gets so much colder. Well, yeah, they just, uh, my father-in-law worked on the transcontinental pipeline. Yeah, good just money. Just for money. Yeah. I mean, it's Then they moved back to Pittsburgh insanely. and bought a house. Good for them. Yeah. They survived. Yeah, I know. Literally, the fact that everyone in Alaska hasn't committed suicide shocks me. Yeah, is it is it a depressing place? Super depressing. I was, like, uh, clinically depressed. But also, like, I, I've talked to therapists since then. I don't have a regular therapist now because it's like, I don't have time for you. Um, <laughs> but I literally, and I'm, I, I want to make more, I'm trying to work on a bit about depression, but literally a therapist said to me, um, I went and I talked to her and I was like, I'm depressed. And like, I just need to f- fucking not be depressed. <laughs> and I told her about my life and stuff. And she, she was like, you're not depressed. You've had a terrible life. And this is yeah. a normal emotional response. And I was like, yeah. great, good. <laughs> but like, I mean, nine months of darkness, people have special lights. For, yeah, right. I had never had one of those because life giving. My lights. mom's like, you don't need a light, just deal with it. Here's some. Just Paxil. put on the Eagles. Yeah, do what I do. Drink these. <laughs> this is the Eagles saved my life. Play Hotel California on repeat. You'll be fine. Desperado. It's like I'm not depressed. I'm jamming. <laughs> Fuck. So uh, so. You just you you went to college in Florida. You just got away. I just wanted to get away. I and just that, that's normal. A lot of people do that. Yeah, it's a lot of people. I think that's there's. I think there's two kinds of people: people who want to stay close to home and people who want to like run. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people that have like kind of a rough childhood, and and you just want to go somewhere. Yeah, and I think I've always been like ready to run. I just I don't think I've ever. Did you feel like you were running away? I just felt I like I was like I didn't feel like I was running. I feel like I was finally like free. Yeah, like that's so corny, but I was like I felt no, like no, it's true. I mean, I guess it's a bit of running away. It's like a chain had been like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I'm fi- like I wasn't even eighteen. I was already like seventeen when I left, yeah. and I was like, bye, peace. But when you got to college, and you were just free, did you just kind of like open up your personality? Because I like. Yeah. We love your personality. Like you're, <laughs> it's a you're, lot. you're a fun person. It is a lot. I've always been annoying. That's have thing. you? Yeah. Well, no. I think halfway through high school, I started to really come out of my shell because I just yeah. stopped caring to like try to get people to like me. Right. Or like middle school and the first years of high school, I I legit was like doing a character of a weird girl, which I thought was funny. Sure. Which isn't any <laughs> more crazy than just being weird. I mean, any less crazy. But like. I had bullies. Like, I legit had a male bully in high school who, like, would pick on me, like, openly criticize me, like, in the hallway. And then one day I just started, like, flinging comebacks at him. And they were really funny. Because he was just, I just keep my head down and let him be a dick. Yeah. And then all of a sudden his friends were like, oh, my God, she's the coolest. And then I weirdly got popular in high school. Yeah, and you, like, got confident. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I'll just be myself. But myself is a lot. But were you, like, so you were, like, you were, like, throwing snaps. Like Yes. Where did that come from? Uh, at that time in your life in high school, what made you kind of like silly I, and like? I mean, I just stopped. 
I don't know, stopped caring. I think I like, I've had all this energy in me and I lived in a house where like, it was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you're just like, whatever. Be seen, not heard. You know what it's like? Yeah, yeah. You're like, nothing could impress my parents. So it's just like this big suppression of like. Yeah. But my mom, that being said, is one of the most hilarious people you'll ever meet. And if part of that may be just directly because of mental illness, but she can burn yeah, people. in the Heineken. Like, like, yeah. Like, I definitely get a part of my sense of humor from my mom. When I was in ninth grade, I told her I wanted to be Jewish for no reason. I just had a friend <laughs> named Ruth Bendersky, and I was like, I want to be Jewish, too. For Christmas, uh, I can't, you know, we all came upstairs for, like, Christmas presents, and she literally had wrapped one present, and it was in Shalom, wrapping paper with Stars of David on it, and I opened it, and it was, like, like 25th anniversary or 30th anniversary edition of Schindler's List. Oh, my God. And she's like, Merry Christmas, Jew. And I was that's like... funny. I mean, she's crazy, but, like... That's hilarious. That's where I get it. And she's So you just, do get the, a little of that silliness, craziness. For sure, from, from mom. my mom. And I don't know. I just totally came out of my shell in college because I was just... It's so funny how you thought your you're like your mom has like oh she has this like really goofy funny now that you're a comedian like she has this funny sense of humor it's kind of like this comedian you're like no 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 that was mental issues yeah I was like she <laughs> that was borderline I've literally talked about my therapist it was not a bit no it's like that's just like <laughs> it's like it's funny from a distance it's not funny when your mom's <laughs> tagging you in like sad clown memes every day on Facebook and she's like I saw this and thought of you she'll t- she'll luggage. post depression memes on my Facebook and be like I thought of you. Oh my like, mom, gosh. people can see this. Yeah. She reached, she lives in Korea, and she, like, reached out to a person in Korea who she saw did stand-up shows. She's like, I reached out to these people. Oh, like, yeah, she lives in Korea now. Yeah. She, I mean. Why? She took a job there. She works for the government. She's always, like, ever since I graduated high school, she, like, did a, a year in Afghanistan, and she worked for the, like, for the government So in she's an alcoholic. She's a little cuckoo Recovered bananas. Recovered now. She's a little but cuckoo bananas. A lot cuckoo bananas. Has she, healed, I think I, has she healed some of her, like, mental health issues? Uh... I think therapy. Uh, I think like she has to stay on SSRIs. Like, like Prozac is the only thing that keeps my mom right. from like just. Are you allowed to talk about what she does for the government? Uh, no, but really? it's because I don't really know. I'm glad that uh, that's in safe hands. No, it's a nightmare <laughs> to me. Like literally, she's like, "I'm going to Korea. I have top secret clearance," and I'm like, "I don't think you're supposed to tell me that." Like, so it's just like a terrifying. I think she's just a secretary, and it's like just a. I'm sure there's other information, but that that's just sort of like a formality that they have to like give you like you know do a background check or whatever but to me it's like i live in fear that she's like mr and mrs smithing but it's like this mr magoo right like because if if our country's in her hands like spoiler alert we're all gonna die there are tons of jobs that have top secret clearance like like my mom's husband my i don't call him my stepdad because they got married when i was like 25 yeah um but he had top secret clearance and he was a construction like he did contracting yeah and he would build like interrogation rooms that's cool yeah it's yeah, actually so really as cool far as i know like he, would, he would do he would do construction in embassies that's crazy yeah so you have to have high clearance yeah to know how that building just, works yeah so there's a lot of people that do stuff like that i think she just does we're, like, all, we're all like your mom ain't payroll shit and payroll. <laughs> yeah she works for a place called the korean battle simulation center so that's a thing that's a government thing. I don't think you're allowed to say that. Well, it's on her Facebook as her place of work. So, <laughs> um, if I hope I didn't get her fired, but <laughs> shit, oh, we have to talk to you. Like, oh God, I just never am seen again. But like, I'll, I can't even go into how much how frustrating that is. That that is even a place that exists that's paid for so by you, the government. Like, so you're in Florida. You're in college, and you know you you went through all that. You went through. Yeah. So. When did you, you it, so when, wait, when did your mom move to Korea? 
This was about two or three years ago. So it was post-college. So since your mom moved to Korea, like, you don't have a home now. No, I don't. Like, you the don't thing have, is... Because a lot of people have, like, a home. They can go home to their parents' house. Yeah, and that's, like, go, people always have the, like, default of, like, you can always go home. And the thing is, is, like, even when my parents lived there, first of all, the last two years before my mom left Alaska, they, like, lost her house. Because she's just cuckoo bananas with her finances. I've been calling you cuckoo bananas all weekend, and that's one of my favorite words. my mother's maiden name. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Kathleen Cuckoo Bananas. Fink Uh, Farrell Single. She literally has all her old last names in the parentheses on Facebook. Shut your mouth. I swear to God. I swear to God. How many? There's just two. Two, but then her regular last name. And I'm like, Like, Just in case you knew me from this life. Literally, she's like, in case people are looking for me. And I'm like, (laughs) mother, nobody is looking for you. I have top secret clearance. Make sure everyone can find it. I know, right? Like, she's just so insane. I forgot what we were saying about... What were we saying? Oh, yeah. Just about going home. No, yeah. But the thing is, is I've never felt at home. The thing that people feel where they're like, ah, home. Yeah. I don't know what what that feels like, but I think that's kind of made me who I am. Yeah, absolutely. I think I have the heart of like a drifter. No, but you got a little survivalist in you. Yeah. For sure. I'm yeah. I mean you really did you you ran from a place where to just survive mentally. Yeah. So I don't know. And that's that's why I feel like I'm cool going on the road and like I like traveling. But a lot of a lot of like my friends that are comics, you know, obviously we're friends with a lot of comics, have this whole thing where like, yeah, but it's like at the end of the day, like, ugh, I just want to get home. And I'm like, I don't have that like yeah, I don't I, feel that even now I, my place I feel of, that way for sure just because of my wife and kids yeah you have like a family that like yeah, you go home and like, it's just loving like I, you know I could live anywhere I literally if, feel like I could just sleep I could I could be homeless so easily and I know that that's like not something you're supposed to tell people because it makes you the only thing keeping me from living in a van and I say this relentlessly is that I can't have an intelligent conversation and then be like well gonna go into my van house because <laughs> people are like oh you're insane yeah, like my, my wife will be the first to tell you that like I, I could be that person where I could just go to another city and be like, let's rock. Right, like in a over. dream scenario. And my wife's like, what? No. Yeah, you like know? let's just but start no, over. But we're really close with her family and my family's close now and, you know, and everyone is surrounded by our three kids. And, you That's know, great. Yeah, the only thing that sort of ties me to L.A. is like I'm dating someone and like right. I think I curb my tendencies to just run around crazy. Right. Like out of respect for like so I have more time to see him you know what I mean yeah yeah because I enjoy that well so before we get into you being in Los Angeles so you're in college you spent a year in Tampa after college when did you start comedy there I started my last semester of college. Okay. So I got How did that happen? Well, I was like... You were, you, you were the cuckoo bananas girl. Of course. I was like... And everyone's like, we love you. You're so funny. You're so funny. It's, you're crazy. You should do the, this. Which, like, doesn't always mean you should do that, by the way, guys. Like, just because your friends are like, you should do comedy. It's ended up working out. Doesn't, but it's been fine, yeah. And I was interning on a radio, and, like, the radio station people were really encouraging. They're like, that'd be great, yeah. Did you... Were you on the air? I was. I was just an intern on the morning show on a mix station, you know, right. like a mix 100.7. You'd be really fun on the radio, except for I, all your expletives. Yeah, I know. I, I, would, I would love to do like You'd be Sirius great XM. on SiriusXM. You yeah. would. You guys, hashtag get JMS on Sirius. That's the thing I just yeah. made up. But like, I would love to do SiriusXM. Uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, so I just kept being like, I'm going to be a comedian, but doing nothing. And I didn't know how to get on SNL. So I was like, oh, I'll just try stand up. So that was an idea. Like you were like, I was thinking, you're thinking maybe about doing SNL. Yeah. Which like, don't get me wrong at this point in my, like, I'm not like turning my nose. I'm not like, no, no, no thanks. No, no. Yeah, Lord. yeah. Yeah. But it has kind of taken a thing where like that hasn't, that's no longer my focus, but that was, 
But at that time, where was it a thing where you're just like, I'm always goofing off and doing yeah, characters like I was and in a voices. sorority. I would always do characters. Literally, my sorority sisters. There's a character I used to do, which is completely non PC. But like, uh, her just name was Daisy, and she was basically a, a retarded person. Uh, like. Just mentally challenged. Yeah, she was based on my mother. You better watch it in comedy. Now. Um, yeah, whatever. Come after me, blogs. Just kidding. I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have used the R word. Uh, but that's the mentality I had. You should, been. We should. We should. Comedians should. We should get a shirt instead of say "Come at me, bro." It should say "Come at me, blog." Yeah, for real. <laughs> I just. Um, I make up good things. You should. You're like a human T-shirt factory. I am. I. I I'm. I used to do marketing and advertising. Oh my god, that's yeah. like such a like great setup for someone with a comedian. I have mind. like. I have like seven. Dad or parenting shirts, but I hate selling shirts. God, but you would make a killing. Maybe. God. Yeah, I don't know. So I was like, oh, I'll just try this open mic. I found like an open mic at one of the clubs in town. I signed up. Did you start at the Tampa Improv? No, I started at Side Splitters. Side Splitters, yeah. Bobby Jewel. Yeah, Bobby Jewel and his was he cigar there? and his yeah. probably a toupee. Am I going to get in trouble for this? Well, so you better slow know. down if you want booked again. He doesn't book me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why? I don't know. I think it's like. Uh, they were all, they were really nice to me. I had a really great first set. From the first time I did stand-up, I was like, oh, no, this is what I want to do. Like, I was I mean, instant. Like, I ran the light because I didn't know what a light was. Right. I cussed like a sailor. I think I did an eight-minute set during a five-minute show. And I must have said the F word like 50 times. Do you remember that first set? It was all, it was like a characterized version of a stand-up. Like, I'm a dirty person. I did the same thing. I'm a dirty person started. in general, but it very much was like, I was wasted and like, punny, like, sex. Like, I'm so, like, very, like... Clearly, I had seen like did, Whitney and Chelsea Handler and been like, "That's what yeah. you do as a female." Did comedian. you did you get drunk before you went up? A little bit, and I opened by being drinks. like, "I had a couple drinks." I'm just like a little bit, like not too much, but just like enough to like black out, and that's how I started my set. But it was all so rehearsed. Did you? Did I wrote work? a script. <laughs> I did the same thing, and I'm like, and I it can't actually do went it. really well, and I'm like, I should do that more, but like I don't. Uh, and it went well, but then I like very sporadically. Oh, it was. I didn't know the open mic was a contest for Florida's Funniest Person semifinals. Oh, those things. So I got into that, and BT, the manager uh, over at Side Splitters, yeah. was like, hey, we really liked you. Uh, which also, I had a lot of friends come to that first open mic. So did he really like me, or was it just that I had a ton of friends? Right, we right, don't right. know. Well, we um, know what, it, what it's I mean, like. But I also like I had a good set, whatever. The comics were like, yeah. you're really funny. Where, where are you from? Like, uh, But he's like, we just need you to be a little bit more clean. And at that time, I didn't know what clean meant for comedy clubs, so I wrote this horrendous, like, squeaky clean, G-rated, like... Like, five-year-olds yeah. might have laughed at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just... And I tried to include music, which did the music he was missed. I ate such a bag of dicks, like, <laughs> my second show ever. That it was just, like... Literally, people were like, why is she here? Oh, I want to ask you about that real quick. Where did singing come from? Because you have... Honestly, one of my favorite jokes I've heard this year. Um, I always wanted to be a singer. I would rather... I, I, but, but you can sing. Thank you. No, you can sing. Like, you do this bit, which, by the way, my sister, Missy Marino, who, who listens to all my podcasts, um, she does musical improv. She's an amazing singer. I love and that. And she would love this joke because she also loves the Dream Girls. She, not the. She loves Dream Girls. Yes. Uh, and you do this bit about a one-night stand and singing Dream Girls. And I'm not going to give it away. Just go see Jess live. Yeah, but, uh, it's a fun bit. I but just you can sing. It. You got the yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that. Yeah, well, I and you're such you're such like a little person, but you got this like six year old black woman in your body. I really do. I <laughs> am like a, I am like that. I love it. Who I am inside is like a, a large, heavy set stereotype of a that's of a black aunt. You know what I love about that? An is auntie. That uh, people have told me that I'm like a six year old black man uncle. Yeah, inside, and I'm like 
so okay with that. Yeah, I'm 100% okay. I remember... Because those some, are wise dudes. Someone was doing a joke last night about having to buy their... It was one of the comics of the festival, having to buy their kid a summertime Barbie. And oh, yeah, that's uh, Chris Bennett. Chris Bennett, and all they had so was funny. a black one. And I was dying because when I was really little, I just wanted a Cabbage Patch Kid with my birthday because they have Cabbage yeah, Patch yeah. Kids. And my dad bought me a black gymnast Cabbage Patch Kid. And I think that's where it started, where I was like, I want to be a black person. I just had friends that had crazy old black dads, and I fall in yeah. love with them. Yeah, well, you know what? After my dad left. I thought left, they were the coolest dudes ever. When my dad left in Southern Mississippi, we moved from, like, we were in the only, like, predominantly white town in Mississippi. Yeah. And then I didn't I didn't realize till looking back that it was like, oh, we were segregated. Like not officially, but like right. for sure. There was still a lot of racism. Um luckily not in my household. I will say that about my family is like the one thing that they didn't do well, is cool, be right? outwardly racist. That's cool. Or you know, my like grandma, however, is a witch. But like <laughs> just the sweetest racist angel. Um but we had to move from our like suburbs to the other side of town, like to the projects, and that's when I became yeah. friends with all the black kids. Me too. Which like and all I moved from the suburbs to the projects. And, and 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 to me it was just like these are my new friends, but like there was a weird like moment of I remember playing Barbies with all my white girlfriends, my like you know, fourth yeah. or fifth grade, and we they all had Ken dolls and it'd be like, This is so and so, you know, someone from class I have a crush on and I grabbed like yeah. the MC Hammer doll and I was like, This is Jarrell. And like they didn't my friend it wasn't <laughs> hateful, but it was just like this confusion. Cause at that point you just I guess you just don't don't see black and white people together in Mississippi. Right. So my friend is just like, but Jarrell's black. And I was like, yeah, that's that's why I grabbed the black doll. Yeah. I'm like, but he's black. <laughs> like, it wasn't like racism, like, but I was like, oh, it's definitely like looking back. It's like, oh, but it was about to become like it, two years and from you're then. You're like 10 years old and you're like, yeah, but do you know how cool black guys are? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's why I picked him. <laughs> They're the coolest. They all have cool basketball shoes and are fun and can sing and they rap. Like <laughs> yeah. I was like, those are the people I want to hang out with forever. Yeah. Um, they taught me how to percolate. That's right. Before <laughs> I was twerking, it was percolating. Oh my God. Thank you. I used um, to DJ that song a lot. Oh my God. Yeah. I've done everything. Glory days. I know. Yeah. I've had a lot of weird jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Lots. Lots. I was a phone sex operator. No, you weren't. I swear to God. I swear to swear. I swear. The worst is that I was working three jobs Wait, the year when after were college. You doing this? The year after college, I was just saving up to what I thought was move to New York City, and then I ended up going to LA. But uh, I got a job. I was working full time helping blind people get jobs. I was working for like yeah. the State Department as like a, a career developer you ever get for those blind people. Calls mixed up. <laughs> That'd be weird. No, I found out about the phone sex job from this old woman I was helping, this sweet old angel of a woman. Shut up who was like 70. She was my first client at the blind place. She comes in. She's wearing blue blockers. She's got on a leopard print shirt that still has the like clear tag on it. And she's wearing Crocs. And she's like, I'm Fran. I don't know if I'm supposed to say her name. Fuck. They don't know her last name. Whatever. She's the coolest lady. And she's like, yeah. She's like, I'm just trying to find new work. But she had been like a phone sex operator with these people for years. And I was like, who do you work for? And she told me and like, I was like, interesting. And then I like secretly got a job there. Hot biscuit calls. <laughs> like phoneactress.com. And I'm like, I'm an, a phone actress. Do you use that as a credit? You should. I should. Because that's hilarious. You know what's weird? I like haven't done stories about it on stage at all, which is so stupid. Hello? Because it's like the creepiest Gold people. Mine. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Wow. So, so. You oh, the singing. Is that where we were? I made no, it. No, that's okay. Is when did, yeah, when did you start singing? I've been singing my whole life. I actually realized like. You were just by yourself singing Eagles? That's how it started? All the time. No, I think, you know what I realized a couple years ago is that, like, because I have friends, like, you can ask Dana Moon, uh, also a great comic, close friend of mine, you yeah. know, yeah. I sing an annoying amount. When we were on the road, they, people would say something, and I would just start singing based on, like, a word they'd said, and she'd, like, you seriously know a song for everything. Things would come on the radio, and I would know every word to every yeah. song. 
And I realized that like when I was really little, I think that like music was sort of like a dissociation, like an escape for me. Like yeah. I would just like like sing to like that's how movies work. I would me. like check out with music. I would for just sure. go in my my room and turn on my little like boombox. That's how movies were for me. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like lost in songs. And I've said that forever. When you you know that you ever do that thing where people are like if you had to be blind or deaf. Yeah. I'm like the only one of my friends who's always like blind for sure. Like I wouldn't want to give up music and all of my friends are like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, okay, well this is a fake scenario. So you're all idiots. <laughs> like let's, we're like, let's pretend like if you had to have a disability, do you know how insulting that is to people who like yeah. have disabilities? But yeah, music's always been a thing. I've always wanted to be a singer. I just never like picked up an instrument. Yeah. The, uh, well, I can say the last two episodes talking to Eddie Brill, uh, oh. nice. callback podcast callback. Um, like we talked about how important entertainment was, yeah, uh, to people that were going through things in their childhood. For sure, it's an escape. We live. A lot of people live escape through comedy. I escape through movies. Yeah, you know, music. I mean, that's just fascinating. Was like music and anything with Chris Farley was yeah, like absolutely. how I escaped. Absolutely, and he died. That crushed me. Like, which I'm. Did I'm you tear up? I did. I cried, and like I was in an age where I shouldn't have been crying about death. Me neither. But I, I think was, like, upset. I also think there's a weird thing where like he was fat and my dad was fat, and like yeah. I thought my dad was funny, and so I think there was some sort of sure. Oh, I also thought I was going to, like, marry Chris Farley when I got older. I so, like, is a weird screw yeah. up. So, you, so you're so you a phone sex operator. You're... I was also working for Home Shopping Network, and I was helping blind people find Shut employment. Up. Yeah. So, you started your, your last semester of college? Yeah. Of comedy? Yeah. And so, like, how did that progress to a year and a half later, pretty much? You moved to Los Angeles. I did it a couple times, and I was like, well, I want to go to... Oh, I wanted to go to New York. And yeah. I got to, like, fly out to L.A. with this, like acting school I was also like getting some extra like I would do phones and shit for them some right. like thing where you I don't know where kids like pay money and it's like yeah. be seen by these casting directors or whatever you know like oh I know you so mean. some like convention but they're like hey if you like pick up a couple extra hours we'll like throw you in our acting thing if you want to do it because I had like done stuff with them before not you know I made that mistake of like paying a bunch of money to be like acting classes in yeah. Tampa this is for sure worth it but they were great and like I came out and I I was like they like paid for all my stuff to come out with them. That's cool. And so I was like, well, I'll just go do it. Check out LA. I was like, it'd be cool to like go see the comedy store and stuff. So and I came out. you knew out. about that stuff. Yeah, I knew about that from the comics in the scene. Even though like I was sort of sporadic oh, right. with the scene. I think I must have gotten up a total of like maybe 15, between <laughs> seven and 15 times before right. I was like, peace out. So you really did it. Yeah. And you LA- really just started to move to LA. Yeah. Like I basically started in LA. Like I really hit the ground running in LA. I hadn't. You know, I, I mean, I got on stage, but I wasn't really like, grinding and writing. And, yeah. And a lot of people in Tampa were like, kind of like. You're crazy. Yeah. They're like, you don't you want to be a big fish in a small pond? And it's like, yeah. I say that all the time. Like, right. And I'm like, there's no money in this pond. Goodbye. Like, yeah. I'm like, no, I want to be the biggest fish in the world. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to be too big for the whale. ocean. Yes. I want people to see me and be like, dear God, <laughs> it's like, I want to be Moby Dick. Um, I get it. But uh, so, yeah, I just came to LA and then just like every night, Mike's like, Three and four a night, and just. And how long have you been in LA? Six years. It'll be six years in July. Wow! And it's gone really well. No, you're doing well. I mean, you're here at the Slow Comedy Festival. Yeah. With me. Yeah. With a lot of other really great, really comedians. great comics. I mean, I closed out a show the other night with a bunch of people who I like. I mean, I know it's I know. sort of just like I don't. They sort of like seem to just pick the order, and they're like, "You can close." I don't know if yeah. it's that thought out. No. No, maybe I don't want to like take away from myself, but there's comics who I have like who I've like looked up to, yeah. and, and I was like closing out the show, and I just thought that was cool, and they and they watched my set and are and like, now the the audience in uh, San Luis Obispo has voted that I'm better than all of you. <laughs> Best of the fest. Best of the fest. The JMS of the fest. The JMS of the fest. 
Um, I mean, it's whatever. You know, audiences are subjective. It's yeah. just a bunch of horny old men, and they're like, <laughs> we like that one that talks about all the dirty stuff. Yeah, there's a butthole girl. See the the things you know that you learn from phone sex operating. Really pay off. Really I need to do, I need to write a hot tin. Are you on, kidding me? Why aren't you? I don't know. I think it's like, I really started going, oh, why haven't I written this? At the same time, I decided to do a year of like, I'm not going to write anything dirty. And then it just yeah. sort of got tabled. Because I purposely went a year of not writing dirty just as an exercise for myself to be like, I don't have to write right. dirty. But then I realized I'm a disgusting human and I'm not being true to myself. by I being, mean, that's, you got to write what you know. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's like all dirty and then tragic. Like, <laughs> Just like, what do you want? But like people like that transparency. I think that's actually been a a huge yes, help absolutely. To me. Like, I, I mean, I love you, your honesty. I'm serious. Like, I love comedians that are honest. I mean, I try to be as honest as possible, but I embellish a lot of my marriage and family. You yeah, know, humor. I mean, that's that makes sense. though. sometimes you, you have do to the like, same thing. You have to like he- like heighten it a little. I mean, or... I I I feel like I got to know you enough that. You know, you're on stage being like insane, and it's like you're you're embellishing, and you're like getting nuts, and you know. I mean, the thing is, though, is that like <laughs> your, if I your were... grin is like I don't know, I'm a little crazy. I, well, that's the thing is when people when I'm off stage, I had a, a problem for a long time of people being like, you don't have to be on all the time, and having to like be like, oh, this is just yeah. who I am. I'm just horrible. Yeah, right. I'm just like the thing is, is I turn it down a little. I've gotten better too as I've gotten older of like yeah. being able to be in a situation and calm down, but it, like. I hate that I still have the, like, look at me, look at me thing all the time. Yeah. I was in a situation where... I definitely... I I was like that for a long time, and I think having kids really helped me, like, think, like, I'm... It let me realize that I'm not the most important person in the world. Right. And also, it's like, when when you're with groups of friends and you start working in entertainment, it's like, it's kind of shunned. You gotta get shunned. You look like an asshole. Yeah, you kind of get shunned by trying to be, like the center of attention all the time. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, we all do this. Yeah, we all do this. Relax. And I think just, as just like growing up has made me better. Absolutely. At that. But on stage, when the audience is like, when it's your turn to look at me, like, forget it. Yeah. Like, I'll do anything. <laughs> That's pathetic. <laughs> well, before we get out of here, uh, so it's just, I just, I wanted to talk to you because I think it's fascinating that comedians, I always feel like comedians become comedians because they go through this adversity in life or they're like seventh of 14 kids. Yeah. It's uh, it's like the two biggest scenarios I ever hear. Yeah. It's always someone from like a big family or someone who's just been totally just shit on (laughs) their whole life. Their whole life. And they're like, please God, just somebody smile at me. Do you, I mean, (laughs) I I know for me, like I love the attention in standup. Yeah. And I feel, do you feel like that that's why stand up really connected with you? I think so. I also just feel like. Because I want to be loved. What's it that is, song? It is. It's not even. You're gonna love me. Yeah, exactly. I remember Tommy, uh, when Tommy was the manager at the comedy store. He's not yeah. anymore. But like, God yeah, rest his soul. Know. He's not dead. He's just gone. I know. You're, oh, you were in with Tommy? Uh, <laughs> he loved me. I but show I, up and I'm like, where's Tommy? And they're like, Tommy hasn't been here in 40 years. I know. Sometimes I'm like, did he ever and exist? I like, and I was like, but I get spots. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, get in line, asshole. Yeah, they were like, uh, potluck's out here, buddy. <laughs> oh no oh oh god i know oh, right oh i just remember him once i got up stage was, i was very early into my career and of course i would go like starry-eyed up to the booth yeah. like give me your sh- nut job advice that you're just spouting out generic phrases to people but yeah. he'd be like the problem with you is you want everybody to love you and you can't have everyone love you and i was like watch me <laughs> challenge um, like, me i like just corner people and challenge accepted i just also think just like it is the 
approval factor of people instantly laughing at you. But I like yeah, the energy is. of like, I think there's something about, I'm getting real hippie-ish in the last like couple years I too. But like when people are laughing, I really feel like that's like pouring out happy energy into the yeah. world. And I feel like I Absolutely. like I like the idea that I can like in, like make people escape from their individual lives. By I, just, I agree with you 100 percent. Literally, like if I could do comedy like how I like a dream scenario would be like for me to be like philosopher esque. Like I would just walk around and get on a rock and be <laughs> like, all right, guys, no, here's I, some jokes. But like I would totally be happy. No, with I that. can I can relate with that completely in a way where like you being yourself and and I think you know and I'm not I don't want to make it a point of like you being dirty or whatever yeah. but you just being transparent and speaking your mind and I think that does a lot for women to just be like just be yourself express yourself well yeah cuz any way you want I think like, we're still don't be afraid you know to be stuck and in your own thoughts or in your own to, desires or you know have what I mean? to be a certain way cuz yeah. there is still obviously like women have come a long way and like since, you know, back in the old days. Mm-hmm. But there still is a social structure of how a woman's supposed to be and how, right. like, we have to fit into this mold. And it's right. like, anytime I say that I'm not having kids, it's still like, well, you know, you yeah. don't want them now. And it's like, fuck off. I don't want kids. Yeah. Like, that's your thing. Yeah, and I, and I, and I feel the same way. And I, I think what, what you're doing is a little more powerful. But for me, talking about marriage and kids and kind of, like, the stuff I do is, like, venting about it. Yeah. I think... But you give people the freedom to, like, admit yeah. you're not a... Because there is no perfect parent. Yeah, but- it's okay if you were mad at, you know, your kids taking over your television or something, you know, one of yeah. my Yeah, well, it's like you also, like, in the world of, like, social media, everyone's putting out their best foot forward of, like, yeah. this is me and my happy family. And it's yeah. like... Look, but if really you don't ever want to pull your hair out, of course you love your kids, but yeah. you're a human, I and do it's have a like great, happy family. You're if, <laughs> of course, but if you don't have moments where you're like, ugh, it's like Absolutely. you're a sociopath, and that's, and that's what it is. It's taking those little frustrations and kind of blowing them up and laughing at them, and then you know when parents, you know, or married couples, or even whoever people growing up, yeah, or just be like, hey, they thanks see for that and they, laughing, let, making me laugh at that. Well, because and it also like makes people go like, there's so much of comedy, like some like. Especially, you look at observational comedy, and the best stuff is the stuff where you go like, oh, shit, I thought I was the only one who did that. Yes. Where it's just like a sigh of relief of like, oh, I'm not like a bad parent. I'm a normal person. Yep. Like, I'm not crazy because I, I was just going to say something completely insane. Um, No, yes, But it's like, you know, it's just like, like women wanting to have sex is like, there's still this thing of like, it's going away. Like, I don't think I'm novel going like, we're out here with our clits, guys. Hello. But like... There's just something to the fact of you going like, oh, I'm not a psychopath because sometimes I want to cry. Like, it's like, no, you're a human with feelings. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, yeah. I love it. Did I steal my neighbor's dog? Who hasn't, you know? (laughs) Is it trapped in my room right now at home? No, it's not. But that's because my uh, neighbor doesn't have a dog. Um... (laughs) That was weird. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. No, I appreciate you talking with me. Thanks I think for having me. I think your life is fascinating. Oh, well, your life is fascinating. Mm, well, thanks. You know. No, you're the best. I hope I, I was okay. You were good. All right. I'll you do better next time. No, you were great. <laughs> I always tell people uh, at the end, I just, you know, uh, for comedians or, or life, I just tell people, be kind and be funny. That's literally my only two goals. Yeah, I know, right? Just be kind and be funny. Be kind to people and be funny if you are. Uh, where can people find you, Jess? Um, at JMS Comedy is my Twitter and my Instagram. Facebook.com slash Jessica Michelle Singleton. It's a lot of names. Do you have a website? Jessica Michelle Singleton.com. Click on the tour button. You can see if I'm coming to a city near you. Ooh. Also, if anyone knows how to add a mailing list, I really uh, 
need to do that. We can talk about that. I'm good at this. <laughs> I'm plugging for a mailing lists on your podcast. Is anyone out there? Sign up for Jess's mailing list that will be up momentarily after I teach her how. Yay. Thank you so much. You're the best. Thank you. You're awesome. Bingo. Bye.